5: Let's go places.
6: Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Tonight when you get in bed, turn on a movie and doze off. Imagine this. Seven police officers bust down your door with a battering ram, and shoot your partner six times, leaving her for dead. Let that sink in. Say her name Brianna Taylor. Those closest to Brianna have come together for their first interview. Brianna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, her sister, Janiyah, and her boyfriend, Kenny, who was with her the night she was killed. So this is the first time the three of you have done an interview together since that horrific night. I just want to say it is an honor to have you guys here yes. with us. and this is a story that has always been supremely important to our family. I'm just glad you agreed to talk to us.:
7: Thanks for Thank so having us.: Yeah. Breonna Taylor!
6: Breonna Taylor! Breonna! Before Brianna Taylor became a global rallying cry in the name of justice, she was a dedicated 26-year-old EMT who worked two jobs to save for nursing school. Her friends and family knew her as Brie and say her infectious smile and big personality my could light up a room. She posted about her dream of marrying her boyfriend, Kenny, and becoming a mom.
7: You wanna be my baby daddy? Do you wanna be my baby daddy? Yes. And we gonna have my yes. baby? Yes. Queen.
6: Those dreams were tragically and senselessly cut short. In the early hours of March 13th, 2020, as Brianna and Kenny watched a movie in bed, they heard loud banging on their apartment door. Terrified, they had no idea what was happening. Within seconds, Brianna had been shot six times and lied dying in her hallway.
8: 911 for their emergency. I don't, I don't know what's not happen if somebody kicked in the door inside my girlfriend.
6: After two and a half years of denial and deception by officials, the appalling truth about Brianna's death is finally coming out. The police lied and then tried to
9: cover it up. Wow. You know, it's just, it's, it's really, really hard to sit here and listen to that again. I can't imagine how difficult it is for you guys. Mm-hmm. Kimmy,
6: you were with Brianna that night that she was killed. Can you take us through that tragic day?
8: The day didn't begin so tragic. Neither one of us could have ever imagined it yeah. ending the way it did. It was a normal day. We were out to eat, just enjoying each other's company, just yeah. me and her. We was tired after, so we're just going to go in the house and just chill. And that's what makes the situation even more crazy. What place do you feel more safe than in the comfort of your own home, yeah. thinking it's been a good day and it's going to be a good night? Yeah. I can remember the night still pretty vividly. We began to watch a movie, um, Freedom Riders, but she fell asleep on me. Like right. she, she did that a lot. So.
6: <laughs> <laughs> right.
8: So I probably kind of dozed off too. Got it. There was a banging on the door, it started both of us, you know, it was late at night.
6: Brianna and Kenny had no idea that just outside their front door, seven plainclothes police officers were waiting to serve a search warrant. One we now know was based on faulty information and lies. The focus of their investigation is Brianna's ex-boyfriend, who was arrested earlier that night, 10 miles away.
8: So, you know, someone's knocking on your door at, one o'clock in the morning, Right. that's weird. Yeah. yeah. When I say, who is it? At least give some type just of brief explanation of what's going on. Brianna says, who is it? Loud. There's no response. There's nothing on in this apartment but the TV, which is down low because we were planning to go to sleep on it anyway. Right. There's no other lights on. There's no other sounds. So just like we can hear. Someone knocking on the door, they should be able to hear yeah. her saying, Who is, Who is this? Is it? Yeah. A yeah. couple of seconds go by. Now we're getting up, trying to put on some clothes and you know, go see who's at the door. There's another bang at the door. She says, Who is it again? There's still no answer. So I'm like, Now it's getting even it, weirder. It just like, by the. It's s-
10: the police. Right.
8: So now us thinking it's the police is way out of the question after you've banged on the door twice yeah. and not that's said not it's the said, police. That's yeah. right. I'm not a criminal, a felon, she's not a criminal, felon, so we have no reason not to open the door, even if it may have been the police, which we don't have a clue who it is at this time. Mm -hmm.
7: If you would have told her who you were, she would have opened the door because she's one of those people. She's never been in trouble in her life.
8: Of course, I grabbed my gun, which is legal. I'm a gun owner and still have a legal gun license to this day. Now, at this point, I'm getting mad. Is it? Yeah. Now I'm saying, who is it? I'm on with her. Yeah. Right. Still nothing. When we get up to exit the bedroom to see who's at the door, the door burst open. Am I supposed to stand there and say, oh, who is breaking in? Or am I supposed to do something about oh, right. it right now?
6: Right, exactly. right. When they burst in the door, what happened right after that?
8: I shot my gun. I just feel like what other... Choice? Do I have?
6: No, it makes someone, all the yeah. sense, right? In the world. And you have yeah. that right. In you, that have state. you have in that, that state. Exactly. right. Exactly.
8: You have the right mm-hmm. to stand your ground. Absolutely. So with that being said, once I shoot my gun, any person in their right mind should feel like whatever you were coming for, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So right. that shouldn't make you turn around and go the other way. So never in my wildest imagination could I have thought that thirty or however many. Shots would have been coming back.
6: Right, right. The New York Times scoured thousands of legal documents and hundreds of hours of testimony to recreate almost second by second what happened the night Brianna was killed. The voices you're about to hear are Kenny and the three officers who fired their guns that night, Sergeant John Mattingly, Detective Brett Hankison, and Detective
1: Miles Cosgrove the light on the bedroom, the TV. I remember seeing it lit up blue when we pulled up. What happened in the final minutes of Brianna Taylor's life? A full telling of that story has been impeded because none of the seven police officers who raided her apartment used body cameras, a violation of police policy. When seven officers begin the raid at 12.40am, they notice the lights are off, except for the flicker of a TV in a bedroom. The only light is this lamp opposite her door. When we all got up in line... I knocked on the door, banged on it. The police are supposed to be conducting a knock-and-announce raid, but that's not what Mattingly says happens at first. We didn't announce the first couple because our intent was to give her plenty of time to come to the door. Banged on the door, no response. Banged on it again, no response. At that point, we started announcing ourselves. Whether the police announced themselves clearly enough is a critical issue in this story.
4: I can hear somebody inside. I kept telling John, I can hear her.
1: But after knocking and waiting for around 45 seconds, they decided they've given her enough time to respond and rammed the door
5: open. The last time, I just said, let's just hit it. After the third hit, it flew open, and that's when it hit the fan.
8: As we're
1: coming to the door, the door
8: light comes off the hinges like an explosion.
1: Mattingly steps into the doorway and puts himself in what police describe as the fatal funnel, a position vulnerable to gunfire and hard to move from. I could see down the hallway, and there's a the male and a female Side by side, shoulder to shoulder. The apartment is lit only by the breezeway light that's coming from behind Mattingly and the faint glare of the TV in Taylor's bedroom. Thinking it's an intruder, Walker aims low, shoots once, and hits Mattingly in the thigh. Mattingly immediately returns fire. I got four rounds off, and it was like boom, 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 boom.
8: Then all of a sudden there's a whole lot of shots.
1: Mattingly fires two more rounds when he falls and takes cover. Almost at the same time, Osgrove moves in and fires, stepping on Mattingly in the process. And although he's shooting, he appears to have no idea what's happening.
4: I see blinding, vivid white light and blackness at the same time. I don't hear any gunfire at all, ever. And I did not have any pain, sensation or any recollection that that I'm firing.
1: He continues shooting blindly until he runs out of ammunition.
4: If you told me I didn't fire a gun, I'd be be, be like, okay, I believe
1: you. In response to Walker's shot, Mattingly and Cosgrove together fire four shots into a chair, cupboards and a stove in the kitchen. Two bullets go into the ceiling and pass through the living room in the apartment above. Three more shots go into the living room wall to the right, and the officers fire 13 rounds down the hallway where Taylor and Walker stood. Taylor is shot six times on both sides of her body, in the abdomen and chest her arm and leg, and twice in her foot. An FBI ballistics report found that both of them shot Taylor, and that one of the 16 rounds Cosgrove fired was the lethal bullet. We both
8: dropped to the ground, but I just hear her screaming.
1: Thinking they're under attack, some of the officers flee when they hear a pause in shooting.
8: I can hear the firing as I'm going, as I'm making the corner. I can see the flashes, the muzzle flashes.
1: But the only ones shooting are police. Even though all the curtains are drawn, Hankinson blindly fires five bullets through the patio windows.
8: My only option was to return fire,
5: and I did that to the muzzle flashes.
1: He moves and fires five more rounds through the bedroom window of Taylor's sister, who isn't home. The bullets that go into the living area pass over Taylor's sofa and kitchen table and smash her clock. Three penetrate the wall and enter her neighbor's apartment. Those bullets also smash the kitchen table hit a wall and shattered the patio doors at the rear. A pregnant woman, her son and partner were home. In total, the police fire 32 bullets, penetrating almost every room in Taylor's apartment. And three minutes after police came to search her home, a fatally wounded Taylor is lying on the ground. Wow.
10: I just don't understand, like nothing about it makes sense to me.
6: What is in need of these many shots? Exactly. Kenny, when you were in there, what did you think was happening? I can't even imagine what you thought was happening. I
8: I couldn't either. You
6: You had no idea.
8: No idea at all.
6: So when all those shots were fired, you were there with Brianna. You still don't know what's happening. So they're
10: outside of the, they're shooting outside into the apartment. Absolutely. So they don't come into the apartment. They stay outside and they shoot into the apartment.
8: When I shot my guy, I never saw anybody all. it was pitch black.
7: Tamika, how did you find out what happened? Kenneth called me and said someone kicked the door in and they shot three. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I was asleep at the time. I jump up out of the bed and dropped the phone.
8: I remember I called you after. I called my mom first, Yeah, because yeah. I don't know what else to do. We were yeah. in trouble. I'm like, I don't know really what just happened. Totally. She's like, call the police. Yeah. 911,
7: where is your emergency? Uh, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Somebody
8: kicked in the door inside my girlfriend.
10: Okay. How old is your girlfriend?
6: She's,
11: she's 26. <sighs> Bring oh You said 26?
10: Was she alert and able to talk to you?
11: Uh, no, she's not. Bring
10: Okay. And you said you're in apartment number
8: four? Help.
11: Oh,
2: my God.
8: Yes,
3: Help. What's Help. your name, sir? Oh, is you said, hell,
7: can hell. you check and see where she's been shot at? I can't, you know, so stomach. No okay.
10: Uh, is oh, she, is she alert
7: and able to talk to you? No, I'm
4: mm-hmm. breathing. Okay.
11: I'm you, Oh
7: Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you get her turned over on her back?
10: I need you
4: to check her and see where she shot it.
7: On. Oh, my God,
6: oh, my God. I'm to go. Why? i got to go, you in. Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth, can you hear me? I just want to say having to relive this is really painful. hmm But because so much is going on in the world, So many people get desensitized. That's why we want to just tell the story in the way that we're telling it so that people can be reminded how tragic this is and the importance of continuing to fight and talk about Mm this. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, then what happened?
8: I called the police, you know, so I'm thinking they're here to help. And I'm right here holding Brie as she's bleeding. Yeah. I'm still not knowing that it was the police. That did this, but I'm now knowing that they're outside. Now I hear them yelling, outsides so have come out. So I'm like, I guess, you know, I'm a black man, you know, in America. Right. I'm not gonna go out there trying to explain too much or anything. I'm like, the only way for her to possibly even get me up is if I go outside. Yeah. So either they're gonna shoot and kill me and then they come help her, or they're gonna talk to me and then they'll come help her. Either way, I have to go outside. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the, all the footage, you know, started.
1: After the raid, the scene outside is chaos. This is Around this time, Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, is being arrested.
4: You've been hit by a bullet! Oh. That's unfortunate. Keep walking backwards! Hey, come on, we need to get moving. because there might be a victim Keep inside. Walking back, walk Keep walking backwards! You're scared!
1: Right. Walk back out, in this Walk back to me Walker had called nine one one and neighbors had heard his pleas for help. But at one AM, almost twenty minutes after the shooting, the police still don't know Taylor is critically injured inside.
8: There's somebody in there dead? Yeah, my girlfriend, it's well, her house! Nice. <laughs> Can we go in? We have to go in if there's somebody yeah. yeah. in there. What is this about? We're both just regular worker people. Where's girlfriend is I don't give, keep walking! We said you were in the bed, we were scared! No, we
1: didn't know who it was! As Walker is being led out, SWAT gets ready to secure the apartment. What the? Hey, front door, front door. Moving.
4: Short, 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 short. Clear. Clear. Left side clear. Go ahead and get EMS in here. I'm to check her pulse.
1: Only now, half an hour after the raid began, does an EMT finally check Taylor.
4: She's, She's done. Four. Yeah, we there.
1: And later, as two officers stand guard, they take in the scene. They see Taylor's uniform. She worked as an emergency room technician in city hospitals. They note the bullet holes. Body level. Hey, can anybody advise us if we talk to the neighbors directly about this apartment? There's
4: you
5: catch up holes in there.
1: Outside the SWAT officers debrief on what they've seen.
5: Hey, camera's off
1: their bike here. Yeah, mine's off. This is the f one I said they're
6: not... watching the video. And you trying to get help for Brianna. And there is no compassion for the fact that
9: there's a but dying some woman. someone has been shot. Mm-hmm. And um, no having no compassion, no, no concern. Mm-mm. They actually stepped
6: over her. Also the fact that you are trying to save your girlfriend. You have no idea what is going on. Mm-hmm. Nobody is explaining anything to you. These people are treating you like a criminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having it pieced together like this, it just gives you so much more reality on what actually occurred. And um, I'm so sorry. I just want to say that because I can't even imagine. There's no
10: no amount of sorries that that can even fix it,
6: you know. But it just goes to show you how important it is to tell tell the story. Mm -hmm. Because through all of it, we're dealing with our rage. Yeah. Right. We're dealing with our disappointment. We don't really get to let the loss and what has actually happened, the despair, settle in.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, then, yeah, I know about that, too. I, I never got do. to. Because yeah. I was, of course, in jail, like, immediately after.
10: One of the people said, he was like, oh, were you shot? And you said no, and then he said... That's, That's, un- unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. unfortunate. So my I'm like, I just
8: why would you feel comfortable enough to even say something? Like there has
10: right. to be some sort of objective mm-hmm. that everyone's missing. Mind you how they're searching
7: and nobody's helping her still.
8: Mm-hmm. Right? They nobody even tried to
7: One of the you
8: No, know, it's in SWAT this video.
7: Try to help and they tell her she's dead, leave her alone.
8: Yeah. No one of them stepped over her and it was like, Oh, she's gone. And they kinda like chuckled like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a
4: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with Peanut Butter M&M's by your side relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter m&ms and the unstoppable force of women happy international women's day tired of restless
3: nights meet lisa the sleep expert mattresses and select goods that's leesa.com forward slash iheart exclusions apply see lisa.com for more details
2: hi i'm cindy crawford and i'm the founder of meaningful beauty well i don't know about you but like i never liked being told oh wow you look so good for your age like why even bother saying that why don't you just say you look great at any age every age That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
6: So after that, the police know that she is hurt from that 911 call and they pay no attention to Brianna, and then they arrest you.
8: Mm -hmm. There were actually guys on the scene that I went to school with and stuff that were Mm. officers. Wow. So when I was in the back of the police car, I hear people outside, and they're just acting like it's a normal day on the job. They're just shooting jokes. And I see one of the guys that I went to school with, like he wanted to talk to me, but the other guy's just kind of like, nah, I mean, he really didn't defend me, like, right there with him, even though he knows he went to school with me. He's never seen me in yeah, trouble. He's never glad. seen, mm-hmm. just kind of went along with what they were saying about me right there. But then, uh, you know, another one of them that I knew who was on the scene, he kind of sat back. But then, you know, he ended up apologizing to me, you know, at a later day, like, man, I didn't know, you know, all this was going on. Yeah. So we left off the scene, then pulled over in a random parking lot. No. Another unmarked police car pulls up behind the city police car that I'm in. A guy comes out and he's talking to me. I'm in the back, of course, with the handcuffs on. They roll my window down. Now, his mood and vibe is totally different than the ones who were just on the scene. He's not yelling at me. He's not threatening me and stuff. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, man, where's Brianna? Is Brianna okay? He said, we'll talk about that when we get down here to the station. We just want to let you know there's been a huge misunderstanding and we're going to get to the a bottom of it. A huge misunderstanding? Yeah, this is what was said to me. I'm asking, like, where's Brianna? where's Brianna? He's like, we'll get to that when we get down here.
9: So they took you to jail and Brianna, as far as you know, was still in the house.
8: Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw her, she was I was bleeding. in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and once I come out... Still-
10: clinging to life at that point.
8: Exactly. If they would have did their jobs, did what you're supposed to do when someone's injured on a crime scene, you're supposed to render them aid.
10: If they would have shot both of you, I just wonder, would they have just been like, well,
7: I guess time to go back to the station? Like, I I, I don't under like... There
8: is nothing to wonder.
7: The thing of it is if... Kenny wouldn't have lived, we probably wouldn't have never known what happened that night, because they've never been honest about the situation. Kenny lets off one shot. And to return fire with 30-plus shots, they were determined to not leave a witness. Yes.
6: That's a really good point, Tamika. That is a really good point. Wow. Determined not to leave a witness. Police took Kenny to the station where they interrogated him for hours.
8: Of course, now I'm knowing what they're probably accusing me of at this point, so I'm scared. Yeah. Like, they're trying to ask me questions about me. right? I'm like, listen, I'll get to that and be like, where is Brianna? Is Brianna okay? Like, is she alive? And nobody's answering my questions. Yeah. So I had to find out, like, what happened on the news sitting in jail. They didn't say her name or mine, but they said what happened, and they said a woman was killed. Like, that's how I found out.
9: Whoa! wow. That's how
6: you found out?
8: Yeah, that's how I found out.
6: While Kenny was being taken to jail, Tamika arrived at Brianna's apartment. Tamika, when you arrived, you weren't allowed in
7: for several hours. When I got there, it's like flooded with police cars. All you see is these red and blue lights everywhere, and there's a officer at the end of the road and i tell them who i am and why i'm there because kenny is the one who called to inform me you know what had happened this officer tells me that two ambulances went through there and that i needed to go to the hospital and so i do the lady there tells me to hang tight that they don't see her there yet i'm there for almost two hours and so then she finally comes back and says There's not even a record of this person being on the way. And so I I jump up and I run out of there because I have to go back. Like Something is wrong. And I pull in down to where the apartment is. There's a bunch of officers just kind of hanging around, laughing and joking around with each other. And and so, of course, I'm instantly charging through. and, And they're like, you can't go through there. What's going on? And again, I tell them who I am and why I'm there. And so they told me to hang tight, that a detective would come over and talk to me, which took about 45 minutes to another oh hour. God. Yeah. He asked me if I knew anybody who would want to hurt Brianna or Kenny. Oh. And, and I'm like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And he asked me if Brianna and Kenny had been having any problems. And I said, are you insinuating that Kenny did something to Brianna because he would never do that? And he said, no, I'm just trying to figure out what happened here tonight.
9: (laughs) When did you find out that Brianna had passed?
7: It wasn't until about 11.30 a.m. Oh my God. And mind you, we had been out there since 1 a.m. The detective comes back over and says, It won't be much longer that we'll be able to get in there. And so by this time, I'm pissed. Like, I'm screaming at him. Like, why won't you tell me where Brianna is? I need to know where Brianna is. And he just looks at me and says, well, ma'am, she's still in the apartment. And so I, I knew what that meant. I knew what it meant. He never said it, but I knew. And I said to him, I need to see her. How do you know it's her? And he said, well, we've identified her through paperwork. So they never took her to the hospital. They never even attempted to help her.
6: What was really crazy is that Brianna was a first, responder, first responder. She was an mm-hmm. emergency And the first set. responders failed
7: her. They just left her there all She's those hours. And it wasn't until I heard on the TV that the police was in a a shootout with a known drug dealer and seize Brianna's apartment on the news that I learned that the police had shot her. Cause they never told me that when I was there and so to um to leave there and still not know oh, yeah. what happened was insane. Yeah, and then the detective gave me a card to call, and I immediately started calling because I couldn't understand how I was there for over twelve hours and nobody knew. told you. Yeah, and of course they never called me back mm. ever. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Wow! Wow!
9: I-, I just think the disrespect and disregard for life, for for family, like I think. On top of that,
10: they just knew something specifically fishy was going on. They just wanted to this cover it up. This was the beginning just, of the cover-up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, it's, there, it's there. It's there was people there the that understood started.
6: that this was a huge mistake, and mm-hmm. then they just went for a cover-up. Yeah. That's exactly. what it sounds like to me. Yeah,
10: same.
8: It's as hurtful as it is. It's just with the narrative they tried to put out at first and how they tried to criminalize me and yeah. Brianna is even more the reason why I just feel the need to keep speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's why life. God kept me alive.
10: I just want to know how any of this is justified.
8: Me, yeah. as a legal gun owner, shoot from inside, protecting my home, and go to jail immediately for murder of a police officer before it anybody even. Attempted knew. murder. It was, the, it was murder the first, first time when yeah, I yeah. went.
7: Yep, it was I want to say,
8: like, court or something like that. And then they came back. So that's crazy, too. I think the yeah. only crime I committed that night was being black.
6: Right. Mm, yeah. He's walking backward! Kenny's charges were amended to assault and attempted murder of a police officer, a crime that carries a sentence of 20 years in prison. Kenny was locked up and heartbroken. He could not even attend Brianna's funeral or any of the memorial services. It took a full year for a judge to permanently dismiss all charges. To this day, Kenny is the only
9: person to have served jail time in this case. Kenny was the only one who went to jail. The injustices are just infuriating.
6: Janiyah, you lived with your, your big sister, Brianna.
7: Where were you that night? I was in California. Tell us about your big sister. There's really no way to describe her because she just was her.
9: Yeah.
7: She was like a second
9: mom. Yeah, she was definitely trying to tell you what to do. Yeah, she was. She thought she was my mama. We're six years and six months apart.
6: Right, right. Can I just ask you guys, what kind of healing process have you
7: had through this? I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to grieve. Um, It turned into this huge. Ordeal for yeah. simply trying to figure out what happened to her. Mm-hmm. It's like we're the only people in the world seeing that she didn't deserve it. I'm sorry.
6: That's okay.
7: And you're fighting the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's listening. Yeah. So you can't let go. You can't grieve. Right. Because this is a lot.
8: I just thank God for them yeah. because they still love me. They know how much I loved her. Yeah. so they're really the only reason i'm even you know okay here today i don't know if i've ever said this before publicly but like before all this i would have never thought i would go see like a therapist yeah. and then on top of as a black man just kind of naturally taught that that's not, not like the thing to do yeah so but i mean i'm beyond that now because i ran out of options yes i didn't know what else to do i was hurting all day yeah. every day You know what I'm saying? I cried a lot. I still cry to this day, but I definitely had to start seeing therapists. So now, just trying to deal with the loss of Brianna, I have to deal with my everyday mental struggles everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel real comfortable. I just moved in a place by myself for the first time, and my gun is definitely right there by my bed. Definitely paranoid. Nobody knows where I live. It's
6: that PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's the you- PTSD. I'm real
8: fearful of a lot of things. As much as it hurts, I have to keep pushing. And as much strength as they give me, some days I'm just like, yeah. like I just can't do this. Yeah. You know? But I know that I have to do this. Yeah. Like yeah, it's hard.
6: It is. But I'm really happy that you found someone you can talk to. Because yeah. Yeah. this right here has been a devastating experience. 100%. Have you ever gone back to the apartment?
7: I do it all the time. I go over there and just sit in the apartment a lot.
6: Really?
10: Like, does it make you feel closer to her? Or yeah.
7: Anything? It yeah. just gives a sense of relief sometimes, just mm-hmm. to like yeah. be in the same.
9: Yeah.
7: The last space you
9: were with her. Yeah. Yeah.
8: I never think of it like that. I might have to go over there with you.
9: Right. Oh. And Tamika, I feel like you've gotten caught up in the fight. Yeah. And that has been your saving grace. But also I'm wondering if it's keeping the focus off of your own healing because you've been so busy with the fight for justice
7: for her. Absolutely. Of course, people keep telling me that I need to, you know, seek counseling, but I don't have the time. Like, Mm -hmm. people are still dying and, and being killed by the police. You would think between B- George and Brianna and Ahmaud, like that these officers would not want to move crooked. Yeah. But yeah. every day there's still every more happening. And yep. I remember needing people to stand up for me and, and needing people to say Brianna's name. So now I'm this person to go and stand up for mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And, and that is part of the healing process. So it is. Mm-hmm. It becomes too much because there there's still people who have the nurse to say she got what she deserved. And oh my gosh, you know, you man. hang out with drug dealers, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Or Kenny got her killed. Even after the FBI, the DOJ, everybody are telling you all the things that went wrong in this process, and people will still blame her yeah. for what happened. It becomes so much. Yeah.
9: And you've been labeled a drug dealer and
7: a thug yeah. and mm-hmm. all kinds so of stuff. Nobody things. just wants and to no do matter. the simple research. Right. Just the simple research. And cause to clearly say, I don't know how many times I have to tell people they were not there for Kenny. Right. What are you even talking exactly. about? Like what story are you watching?
8: My name wasn't even on the fake warrant.
7: Right. You know, right. Like, yeah, the yeah. fake warrant. Yeah. Right. That's
8: what I'm gonna call it. I just tried to protect myself and Brianna. Yeah. Like, right. and I was legal while doing it. Exactly. That's, That's,
6: right. right. That's the part. You were yeah. like legal while no. doing yeah, it. Like I didn't, yeah, absolutely
8: I didn't cross state lines with right. a bunch of illegal guns to just harm a bunch of random people. Yeah. I didn't like I was, you know. You I were was, in
6: the house with your girlfriend. Somebody knocked on the door three times and didn't say who they were and mm-hmm. then the door got busted down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were protecting I yours. Think. So, we got our very good friend. Yes, yeah,
9: Tamika Mallory. <laughs> Tamika yes. Mallory,
6: social justice warrior, is the reason so many of us even know Brianna Taylor's name. She mm-hmm. has been a relentless voice for Brianna and this beautiful family. Absolutely. What's up, Tamika? Hey, family, it's too many people I love
0: in one room. <laughs> <laughs> too many,
6: hey, honey. Tamika, first of all, I just want to give you your flowers right mm-hmm. here and now because you, from day one, yes. were on top of this. You've been boots on the ground because of you. Our family got involved. Yes. I thank you all
0: so much because you all uh, supported us and believed in us, Jada and your family, everybody, Willow was there. We were in the living room talking, uh-huh. like, this is what we going to do. We, gonna, we going to Louisville. What we need is justice for our sister, Rihanna. And that's why we are here
12: today.
6: And that's why my family is here today. And from one family to another, to Tamika, We wanted to come here, show our love, and amplify your voice, and amplify the life of your daughter. Thank
0: Thank y'all so much for having me on. Um, I feel really emotional uh, just trying to be part of this conversation. I've been fighting for male victims of police brutality my whole life. Brianna Taylor was the first woman that from start to finish, I was engaged in with Until Freedom, my organization that I'm co-founder with three other really incredible individuals. <laughs> and we said, you can't just kill this Black woman and get away
6: with it. Yeah. You had a speech that went viral that I really think got culture moving. This is not a good cop
0: versus bad cop situation. This is Ahmad Arbery being shot down by white men on the streets of Georgia, Brianna Taylor being killed in her home. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. Enough is enough, and there's an easy way to stop it. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being murdered. That's the bottom line. Charge the cops. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about the land of the free for all. It has not been...
2: iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
0: Free for Black people, and we are
10: tired.
6: There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it.
10: That's it. When I first saw that,
6: yeah, I that's know. what I'm saying. It was that passion that really put fire under
9: a lot of us. Yeah, absolutely. Here we are again. Yeah, here we are. Oh. Wanting the cops to be charged, and they've been charged, no. but not for killing Brianna, right. which is so infuriating to me.
1: It's now exactly... Five months since Louisville police used a no-knock warrant to bust into Breonna Taylor's apartment and then kill her. Yet there are no arrests or charges.
6: When the world found out about Breonna Taylor, millions were outraged that the police involved had not been charged. Hundreds showed up at the home of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, demanding justice. 87 were arrested. Including Tamika Mallory.
7: This is Tamika Mallory being arrested for no reason.
4: We have fallout from the grand jury decision in Louisville, Kentucky. No police officers charged in the shooting death of Breonna Taylor.
6: That decision sparked more massive protests around
1: the world. Our investigation showed that Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in their return of deadly fire after having been fired upon by Kenneth Walker.
6: Members of the grand jury accused Cameron of protecting the officers from homicide charges and lying about it. They called for his
1: impeachment. Three jurors complained that they were limited in what crimes they could consider.
6: All seven officers who were at the scene, John Mattingly, Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankison, Mike Nobles, Michael Campbell, Anthony James, Sean Hoover, are all free men. Cameron is still in office. But just two months ago, new charges were filed. This case involves three additional officers who were not present the night Brianna was
2: killed. Earlier today, I spoke with the family of Brianna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses. Unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses.
6: Goodlett has already pleaded guilty. Trials are set to begin early next year.
2: Brianna Taylor should be alive today.
0: I want to make it clear so people understand this wasn't easy. Yeah. It was hard. It was four months Then two years of real struggle. And, you know, Jada, you know, you got the calls from us, from me saying, I just don't even know, like, what to do at this point. We were losing our minds because we knew the warrant was a lie. We were treated like criminals by the state of Kentucky By the city of Louisville, we had surveillance over the homes that we lived in, that we rented for the four months that we were living there. At times, we would wake up in the middle of the night, and it would be 30 to 40 police cars circling the community where we were living. We had neighbors that didn't want us there. We were being arrested for protests and demonstrations. We had to do all that. All of that yep. to try to get a little bit of justice for one Black woman
9: is too much. And trying to fight the corruption that's in the city with the police department, you know, like, what's his name? Daniel? Daniel uh, Cameron. Daniel. Let me tell now you, he's running for governor. Like, that's, that's no way. insult yeah. on top of insult.
0: We're going back to Kentucky for Daniel Cameron. Please. I'm going to watch my mouth as I speak here today. <laughs> okay. But I'm just telling you that Daniel Cameron, to me, is disgusting. To learn that they were only going to indict one officer for the wall, the neighbor's walls, where no one was even harmed on the other side, but still not for Breonna Taylor. The jurors themselves came forward. They said, if we had been presented with those charges, we would have indicted. That's what we were looking for. And that's not what they were presented with.
9: And that was a whole point of the grand jury
0: and for Daniel Cameron to put forth his name to run for governor because the streets knew about the warrant. The streets knew about all the dirty things that happened that night. So you can't tell me that your office couldn't find out. And if they couldn't, then everyone there is incompetent and the entire office needs to be shut down. So you definitely don't need to go run for governor because you can't even find information that Pokey has on the street right now. You can go out Decided, ask Pookie and he will tell you about the warrant being a lie. So how are you going to be the governor and run the entire state of Kentucky? Right. Because since
9: we're all in the
6: legal <laughs> the aspect, we're going to bring somebody on. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to bring CNN's brilliant senior legal analyst and former federal prosecutor, Laura
12: Coates, Hey, I'm so happy to see you all, but gosh, for this, it's so hard. I'm so sorry to the family. It is so unbelievable to think that this is where we are. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the work I do is trying to make sense of things. So much of our history in this country is about making the law confusing. It's about being able to exploit those who are relatively powerless to say, I don't know what this means. I better go ahead and tune out. And therefore, I'm no longer powerful. Therefore, I no longer have a sense that I can do something about it. Can you possibly explain
9: why they are not able to get a direct charge
12: of the killing of Brianna Taylor. There's a thing called the benefit of the Doubt." It makes it very difficult at times for police officers to be charged to the full extent of the law, because there's a Supreme Court case, Graham versus Connor, that essentially says, "Look, We are going to allow the actions of a police officer when they use force, excessive or otherwise, to be judged not by all of us, but instead through the lens and perspective of other officers. And that sounds a lot like allowing the fox to guard the hen house, right? And so this case law has been interpreted to me might be too difficult to pursue a charge against an officer because the overwhelming amount of history in this country has been to say the benefit of the doubt goes to the person in the uniform, not to the person who has been victimized.
9: Why can't the case be brought back to the grand jury in Kentucky now that all the information has been revealed?
12: I don't know why they have chosen not to do so. They certainly could. It is very routine that sometimes a grand jury decides that they don't want to indict at this time. Mm-hmm. against guess what prosecutors do? Bring a new grand jury or bring more information and they charge that person later it doesn't have this finite period in time so legally they could do it they just have chosen not to so far but they certainly have the opportunity to bring charges it is important to break down where we are in the case that's happening now there is the warrant itself the application for the warrant for a warrant to be issued you have to have an affidavit that says, look, I, as a member of law enforcement, hear the things that I know to be true. I have this evidence. So judge, allow me to walk into somebody's home. Allow me to do this because I've got a thing called probable cause that a crime has been committed and I'm likely to find evidence of a crime at the location I'm telling you about. And the judges will issue these search warrants because they believe that because of an affidavit, they're being told the truth. Right. Now, what happened here and why the federal government is now charging these officers with a crime is because they have said that they knowingly put false information on that warrant, that they knowingly failed to include certain things that would have led the judge to say there's no reason or basis for you to have a warrant executed on this person's home. So the allegations are that they lied about things, misled aspects to get that warrant and enter the home. The DOJ is saying, hold on. You mean to tell me you guys knew that there was no reason to be in this place? No, no, no. A crime has been committed. But the really important part is the cover-up, what took place afterwards, the fact that this information was false, as the allegations say, or misleading in any way, was known to the officers involved in actually drafting that warrant request. And they met and tried to talk about, now the person has died. How are we going to make it look like we didn't do the wrong thing? So now they have a conspiracy charge that says they attempted to mislead the investigators and obstruct justice. The most disturbing part of these allegations, I'm talking about people who have sworn to an oath of office, people who have put on a uniform conspiring to cover up when a woman's body was left, as if she was not the human being and the daughter and the sister and the girlfriend and the child of God she is. All of this is part of why you'll hear a phrase called the color of law,
1: Mm. that these
12: officers are acting under the color of law, meaning they use their badge, allegedly, to be able to harm someone without consequence.
9: Wow. So that makes the loss of her even that much more infuriating and nonsensical. Right. Because they had no business there in the first place. Right. And they knew it. We're going to stay on top of this legal perspective
6: as we're going to bring in Brianna's superstar legal team. We have Ben Crump, one of the most powerful civil rights attorneys in the country, and Lonita Baker, the newly elected president of the National Bar Association. Congratulations. Ben, I'm going to let you take the table for a second.
11: Well, first of all, I am humbled. Jada, to be with these brilliant black women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Attorney LaNita Baker, <laughs> yes. our National Bar President, Attorney Laura Coates, yes. the most brilliant person on CNN. Yep. And then mm-hmm. Tamika Mallory, who <laughs> yes. I call co-counselor. And so Gammy asked a question and it gets to the crux of the matter. Why won't they bring a new grand jury to hear the matter about Brianna being yeah. killed? And Gammy, your question is so profound because the status quo in America is to treat Black mm-hmm. women as if they don't matter, yeah. that yes. they're irrelevant. Yeah. Right. Brianna Taylor has become symbolic yep. mm-hmm. for the struggle of justice for Black women in America. That's why we have to continue to say Brianna's name. And these other Black women, like Pamela Turner, That video is probably the worst one I've seen since George Floyd. Yeah. Atiana Jefferson, another black woman in her home, shot by the police through the window. And the latest one that Tamika Mallory and LaNita and I are working on, Breonna Greer in Georgia, a black woman having a mental health crisis who needed a helping hand, but yet she's in the backseat handcuffed and she falls out of the car on the highway, handcuffed, and cracked her skull in two places and is in a coma for six days before she dies, leaving her three-year-old twin daughters in the world. And that's why this Red Table show is so important because so often we just sweep Black women's deaths under the rug when they are killed by police. Yeah. Wow.
6: Manita, when you first met Kenny, was it just as impossible for you to comprehend as it is for us sitting at this table?
12: I knew he was telling the truth. And the one thing I always say about Kenny, his story has been steadfast. Like, he Mm -hmm. remembers every detail. And I can imagine, like, it's burned into his head, just the trauma there. And as the evidence started Mm -hmm. to come out, You realize he's here because we needed him to tell this story.
10: Laura was saying earlier that the way the system is structured is meant to be daunting. Mm -hmm. Right. It's meant to seem like too much to handle.
9: Right. And that there's, and you Mm -hmm. meant, meant for you. To feel powerless. To feel
11: powerless. Allow me to briefly respond to that because I know you all have a big audience and that's what they always want to say that is so complicated. I continue to refute that. It's only when it's a black person killed do they say it's such a complicated, daunting task. I believe in my heart, had Breonna Taylor been a young white woman, Mm -hmm. they would have had charges by the local prosecutor and it would not have taken two and a half years. It is not difficult until you say... It's a black victim. And Mm -hmm. then they say, Oh, this is gonna be so hard. And I keep saying, No, y'all, this is not a hard case. If it was a white citizen, this would be an open and shut case.
12: Yeah. I go back and forth between whether it's the system that's messed up or it's the people behind the system. Mm -hmm. And more and more I think it's the people People behind behind the system. system. If I could just say, we all know that in this country, money makes the world go round. The more value that we know a human life hold, the more it acts as a deterrent for officers to do the wrong thing,
0: Exactly. We have to make sure that it is so expensive to kill a black person unjustly that it no longer is a good business model. And
12: I think the more that cities start paying, they're going to hold their officers accountable. Accountable. It just
0: starts to be something that they can't they can't continue because they can't sustain paying out twelve million dollars, twenty seven million dollars. These numbers are unprecedented. Amen. The city of Louisville had never paid out $12 million for
4: for anyone. Wow. Yeah.
7: Um, In this, I never once thought about money, you know. I needed to know these people kept lying about what Mm -hmm. happened to Brianna, and Mm -hmm. they didn't care. You wanted justice. Yeah. Yeah. And so my thought was somebody needs to pay for what happened to her. And Lanita was like, well, in most of these cases, you'll get money long before you get criminal charges. Judges, and I'm yeah. like, well, I don't want nothing to do with that. And she's like, I know now how that works. But for me, there was no dollar amount that you could say that was going to make it okay. Right. Yeah. And I needed people to understand that.
11: I want us to understand that we are making progress. It, it is a journey to justice. There are over a hundred cities now that have Breonna Taylor Laws in effect. Yes. Uh, yes. Breonna Taylor, no, not warrant bans. Yes. Mm-hmm. There were as many of our white brothers and sisters standing with us yes. saying yes. her name. Mm-hmm. And yep. And so we have to continue to believe in our heart that the enemies of equality will not win this war.
6: Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, Ben, thank you so much.
11: Jada, thank you and your family for having this important conversation because we're standing up and fighting for Black people, and in this case, for Black women. And the only way we get victory, the only way we get justice is we stay together. You using your platform, Jada, as Martin Luther King said, we all have a role to play play. in the struggle for justice and equality.
6: Thank you, Ben. Thank you for all that you do for us, and thank you for uplifting all the strong, intelligent Black women <laughs> around you. Yes. Thank you for that, sir.
11: Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And, and Kenny, brother, we with you.
6: Yeah, thank you for not giving up. Laura, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and Tamika, appreciate you. Thank you.
7: Is there anything you guys want to close out with? For me, this was the hardest fight I've ever had in my entire life. I'm grateful for everybody who's ever said Brianna's name, who's ever told her story, and who's ever wanted to know the truth. Yeah.
8: Yeah. I just want to thank, you know, the people who did take the time out to actually chase justice. And I want people out there to know that I mean I lost everything in this situation, not just only the person I loved more than anybody in this world. I lost, you know, everything. I'm still just out here trying to put my life back together yeah. to be, you know, a normal person. So that's it. And I love brief forever.
6: Yeah, yeah. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtable talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk Podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio.
4: mm